Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. It's a brand new episode of Midnight Snack. Unless you're listening to this in the year 2023, then this is an old one. But if you're listening to it this week, it's new. And uh, I'm here with my friend, my podcast co-host, who's actually going to join me in London, by the way, on September 9th, which I'm so excited about. Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. How are you? Happy midnight. I'm good. Every time I see you, you're just getting buffer and buffer. And it's ironic because also you are buffering at the moment and there is some Wi-Fi situations (laughs) happening. So I almost think we need to we might need to do this like love is blind style in our own 
pod pods and not look at each other this week, <laughs> which honestly I would be fine with. I don't need to see you to experience the joy of talking to you for me. But let's uh, let's power through and see what happens. Um, but I will open by saying if you are listening to this and you have the means, meaning the money to buy a flight, you should come to London on September 9th. It's a Friday. Um, Dan has scheduled to leave on 9-11. So that's great. And it's it's going to be a great time. Uh, you can go to my Instagram at Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L to buy tickets um, or go to kingsplace.co.uk. I really hope you come. And if you can't make it, but you have friends and family in London, please tell yeah. them. Just tell them because honestly... It, pretend that this is like my dying wish. My fear is that I'm going to get up on that stage and there's just going to be no one there. And that Dan came all the way from New York and it's just going to be you and me at Veselka at midnight, just like what? shooting the shit in an empty theater, which is my worst fear. It really is. Yeah. What, what was that show where we had, or uh, we went to a, a show and we had like a last second, like fan meetup where nobody Oh yeah. Up. Uh, that's when we had the show. Famously, when Dan Acton and I did a fan meet and greet uh, during the intermission at Funny Girl, and none of you came. And that's in New York. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it's not looking good for us in London, but I think it's going to be great, Dan. And you know what? Great. I'm just excited to see you. Dan's going to sleep in my apartment or my flat. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You know that there's a Peloton in this uh, apartment that I'm actually staring at. It's... It, basically has grown like Thomas the Tank Engine eyes and looks at me every day. Like I <laughs> I walk into the room and it's just like tick-tock, like the Felix the Cat clock staring at me. Ooh, and I bought... I'll bring my, my uh, workout shorts. Bring your shorts and your Peloton shoes if you have them. This sounds like another plug, but it's not. Maybe when you're here, you can teach me how to hook the shoes into the little pedals because I cannot... I bought fake Peloton shoes off of Amazon. Like, yeah. Like made in China, they're so <sighs> shitty. And I'm like, well, whatever. I need to. I can't do it otherwise. I don't know how to click them in. But there are two types of uh, click-ins, and you might have <gasps> the one that doesn't fit Peloton. No, it's it's called. It said Peloton on the thing. I'm not as okay. dumb as I fucking right. look. I promise. And I look right, fucking well. <laughs> dumb. I look absolutely <laughs> idiotic. And I promise you. I was saying before the show started that, you know, my every time I get a haircut, this is so relatable, relatable content, just letting everyone know. Every time I get a haircut and I have a shit ton of hair, as you know, I always thank God because I always get the Rachel cut, the mushroom cut. And, and I'll say to sure. any hairstylist on the planet, I'll say, please, I'm begging you. I don't want to look like 1997's Monica Lewinsky, like whatever you do, just try to make it like sexy, long layers, you yeah. know, and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I all inevitably leave looking like Koopa from Mario Brothers. Is that the mushroom? That's the, that's the dinosaur, I think. Anyway, <laughs> whatever it's called. I just always leave with a mushroom head. Yes, because I have a lot of hair and they cut layers. They just never do the layers right. And then when it gets long, I'm like, oh, finally it's long and like sexy. I always think, oh, once it gets yeah. long, I'm really going to rock it. And I, I was saying that because I also have a long face, I'm bordering Momo territory now. Like, I'm looking at myself in the Zoom. You have, like, that blonde that looks very, like, uh, very Marsha Brady. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I, it just, it needs a trim. The ends are starting to get, like, Halloween broom from Home Goods. You know, like, those, like, mm. not like a nice silky broom from Bad Bath & Beyond, but like a, a right. rustic broom, I would say. Oh, Okay. Uh, Danny, it's a pleasure to see you. I've had a very, uh, since last week, cause I was in Amsterdam last week. Now I'm in London. I've had a, a whirlwind of a week. Um, I had to travel like people. I think people know that I'm obviously somewhere on the mentally ill scale. Like, and I'm open about that. You know, I think all, we all are. 
Sure. Anyone interesting has to be, I think. I really mean that. Okay. <laughs> Anyone interesting? Wait, so like, and everyone, yeah, is eventually, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. Well, you know that I've been traveling, obviously, for a long time. I'm sort of like constantly dying. I'm sort of constantly changing locations. And so I was in Amsterdam for two months. Then I came to London. I'm not in a hotel this time. I'm in an apartment. It's a much better feeling. I really feel more relaxed. It's just nice, like just having a space that feels more, you know, authentic. But uh, I had to travel with three 70-pound suitcases through the Amsterdam Central train terminal because I took the train. No, you know, you cannot fuck with the airports now if you're flying like to London or anywhere in Europe, unless you're flying right. international and then it's fine. You cannot yeah. fly because the lines are like 9 million people long. It's not worth it. So the train tickets now yeah. are like a thousand dollars. They're so expensive. Yeah. Um, but no, so I'm here. It's so nice being back. You know, it's nice to have friends again. Not that I didn't have friends there, mm. but I'm like, okay, the social calendar is cooking like we oh, you know no. yeah it's just fun i'm back i feel That's like good. yeah it's exciting um but we had some potter well the first thing i wanted to bring up and a lot of you dm'd this to me a lot of you uh, and some of you even suggested i hope this isn't the new shrek dm because you know anytime there's anything viral that's shrek related i can't leave the house like everyone is like did you see this thing <laughs> like everyone sends it to me but only a few of you sent this to me which is that um Martha Stewart once again lost an animal on her property. Did you see this? No, I didn't know that. Well, you know, her cat was killed by her chows. And it was, I know that she's an ice cold wasp. As a Jewish person, I've always wished to be a wasp. I I feel like there is something so Hermesy about it, you know, so cold and bloodless. It's very appealing (laughs) to me. Really, it is. Well, I think most people have probably wished to be Martha Stewart at some point. Oh, Please. She had a post recently that she wore something from Fashion Nova. She wore a a top and leggings from Fashion Nova that probably cost 20 bucks. This woman who is, you know, knee deep in Ralph Rucci and all this super expensive shit had Fashion Nova and she made it look expensive. I'm like, now why, you know, to quote Nini, why am I in it? Why am I in this? (laughs) Like My ass, I put Fashion Nova on and you cut the head off and it's Cardi B. Like straight away. There's no (laughs) in between with my body. Wait, wait. I I, I use the same body soap that she recommended. Now I'm thinking about it because she, I read some paragraph once she was like oh i use this body soap across my like crepe like chest and it, it never harms the uh <laughs> the skin uh, it's so gentle and i've been using that forever it's mario somebody it's not bad mario badescu has to be yeah, yeah um totally. i oh you know what's so funny about you saying crepe like <laughs> i'm getting there i'm getting there my big titty girls who are side sleepers i don't know what to do i'm mm. getting this the real housewives crease between the boobs because i sleep on my side oh. each of my tits weighs like you know, 18 freaking pounds. And it's, I can't, I don't know what to do. Do you get a pillow for that? Do you get a, can you get a chest lift? Yeah. Like, am I going to have to get oh. a Frankenstein scar across my neck and two bolts? Well, if you, well, if you have like a body pillow, can you like put it in, in the middle? Um, the idea that you think I have a body pillow is one of the more upsetting <laughs> accusations. Well, you know, why don't you just use your the famous body pillow you have in your bed and just t- <laughs> tuck it on in those titties. Tuck it in those titties. No, I don't have. It doesn't a body have pillow. to be like an. It's not an anime character body pillow. Just like a normal, like she. I'm certain that Martha Stewart has a body pillow, like a big. There's mom, actually you know? no way on God's earth, unless it's one of those which I hate. Those ones that are shaped like big tootsie rolls, like those round yeah, yeah, cylindrical exactly. kinds. Right, right, right. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I hate those. Why would I ever have that? No, she constantly. Animals are constantly getting brutally murdered on Martha Stewart's property, and the thing is, while awful. She almost like gloats about it. It's so weird. Like she takes 
she she's almost excited to tell us. So she lost her cat, Princess Peony, yeah. that gorgeous Persian, to one of her um, dogs, I believe. She, you know, but she, it didn't even yeah. sound like it, but that is what happened. Then recently, uh, peacocks, these beautiful peacocks, and she posts these royal-looking pictures of these rare animals. She's yeah. so wealthy. How on earth can she not build a fence or something to keep these animals out? I don't understand. Like, are they just roaming the property? I'm really asking. And then also, if you're going to lose these animals, why on God's green earth, as a famous wealthy woman, would you tell people? Is my question. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you think some of these, are like, uh, there's kind of a romance about hunting and, like, mm. the life cycle and stuff like that? If you're, like, super bougie or, like, yeah, That's I have pets around, but it's also, like, I'm, like, the... uh lord of nature or something so i it's like just part of life but maybe that's what she's trying to you say. know you're really funny you're right it does tie into like yeah. a waspy hunting culture do you think yeah. i mean i would not doubt that she has a god complex beyond and i know from people who have met her i've never met her well we have friends who famously met her and she was really nice yeah. but i've yeah. heard that you know she's tough i've heard she's tough and of course she would be by the way of course yeah listen yeah, she should be so this is the latest she posted this uh photo of I mean, the caption, she wrote, this big, hefty porcupine tried to cross a busy road near my home in Maine. He didn't make it. And there's just a picture <laughs> of a dead porcupine. She goes, if he'd what? been wounded, we could have taken him to Bar Harbor, to the Wildlife huh. Center. This psychopath pulled over on a road, not even, this was not even on her property. She pulled over on the road to snap a photo of roadkill. I mean, that like is what it is. Kill. It's roadkill. Wow. Uh, weird weird right really it is weird. it's like an obsession with death i wonder maybe when you hit yeah. 80 you just all of a sudden look at everything like that what kind of like response was she hoping to get like i can understand like oh this is an interesting story i guess privately to tell but like what this is like oh this is instagram material and i'll tell you what else it's not like it's even a raccoon it's a porcupine it's covered in deadly quills or really painful you know it's not an yeah. easy animal to transport I do find them very cute. But um, even after that movie Homeward Bound, where it just shot up that one dog's muzzle. Remember that? What a great film. Oh, uh, yeah. Classic <laughs> porcupine content. <laughs> the other couple things I wanted to bring up before we get, because there's a good dating story uh, that I want to, I haven't read it. You know, this is what we do on the, on the show where I'll see a headline and I'll think, oh, this is, yeah. Dan does this too. Like, oh, this is great yeah. Potter, great podcast fodder and then he'll send it to me and i open it and it's just a big picture of a bucket of cum i'm like you know dan this actually isn't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> that was one article one but, yeah. time <laughs> but that's what it was okay so uh, just rick rolls like, <laughs> wow these are really good thanks dan Damn it. no this story uh is just funny to me sylvester stallone had a tattoo of his wife he's 76 she's 54 she's beautiful i'm looking at pictures of them here and he had anytime people get tattoos of faces um i just don't understand I, i'm tattoos are a very murky area for me because a lot of times yeah. i just don't really get it i like how like i think men who have them are sexy i i get the appeal of them but yeah just the choices of what they get done sometimes i'm like okay that's that's what you chose to ink yourself with forever? Yeah, exactly. I have you ever like kind of broken up with somebody because of a tattoo? Um like I never broken up. I did one time in my early 30s sleep with someone in Vegas who was 
hot as shit. He looked like yeah. Michael Fassbender. He was English. He really, I'm not even just saying it for like the, per, I know people are going to hear this, but he was like really sexy. And yeah. um, we got back to his room at the Flamingo, which is conveniently covered. It's all laminated. They don't even have to bring, uh, they can just hose the whole room down. There must be a drain under the bed because everything in that room had plastic over it. And, and he got to the room and he took his shirt off. And he had a massive koi fish tattooed across his chest. And I thought, wow, it's not great. It's not (laughs) great. It's not great. I mean, I I, see now I wouldn't be so picky, actually. But somebody had like kind of like a paragraph of text in like Lord of the Rings language, like Elfin or something. And like, I don't know. It was just kind of Elfin. Yeah, or whatever it is. I don't know. Did you did <laughs> like you hook up language. with him or did you see that? Because like with this koi fish I thing, up with him. you hooked up. Yeah, of course, me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Of course, yeah. I'm like koi well, shmoi. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like get in I there. My, like I probably was asleep. I brought my Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a Frisky's cat with an iPad. I just kept tapping him. Yeah. Like don't move. <laughs> um, and then he hosed me down, and I went on my way. That's famously the morning. <laughs> Anywho, Sylvester Stallone, who has um, a true uh, pussy-shaped goatee. I'm looking at him here. Why do men do that when it's so carved? Had a tattoo of his wife, and then he got it covered. (laughs) It kills me. He got it covered with a hideous tattoo of a dog. Like, And you can still see the wife under it. Like, I'm zooming in. They tried to make her eyeball look like... Almost like where his whiskers are, you know? It is such an ugly... First of all, the dog looks like Dwight D. Eisenhower. I need you to open this picture up. Let me screenshot this. It's like a bald... It's like has human from the nose up, and then it's got snout. That's Dwight Dog Eisenhower. That is not even a normal looking dog. Why would you cover your wife up with it? Do you see it? Wait, it's flattering. The way it's like posed, it like flatters his bicep. Oh, it's you're like, funny. It makes it look rounder. Makes the bicep. Yep, yep, yep. That's genius. That's like when people like get um when they get spray tanned and they have abs sprayed on. <laughs> Wait, it does have like, yeah, it does look like eyes and like, it? You can't, There's no there's no like ears or anything. It's it has like no skull. ears. It's a dog skull with a snout. It is an earless fucking Rottweiler. <laughs> And you can see the wife's eye under it. That's the worst part. When I was in... Why didn't um, they match up the eyes? I don't know why they didn't match the eyes up. Do you remember that girl on Road Rules who got... on? This is when I decided I will never get a tattoo. When the girl on Road Rules got a um, tattoo on her hip bone of Kermit yeah. the Frog with a stethoscope. Because she was in medical school. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to... Every time now, you're going to take your pants off for whatever purpose. You're going to have Dr. Kermit... Tea frog there. I'm sorry. That's not going to work for me. I ran across this, uh, of course, from the Daily Mail, my Encyclopedia Britannica. I print out every day's web stories and I just put them in a little binder and have them just to be able to call back to it. So this, of course, title immediately drew me in. The 20 questions every woman should ask on a first date. After years of dating, Julie, 54, swears she found the perfect formula. But would any man pass the test? So now I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm curious because there's, I I do think that there are things you need to know on a first date uh, if you're interested in having a relationship with someone, obviously. So I clicked and uh, scrolled past many, many paragraphs of introduction. I want to say at least (laughs) 
15 introductory paragraphs, which is way too many. And just to not to deride Fair Julie, but she does look a bit like Carol Kane in The Princess Bride, like a bit of that, like kind of a bit of that, like throwing that little door open and scaring everyone. Okay. So here are her questions. I'm going to try to power through these. But what really made me laugh about it was let's just start. Let's just start and read them together. Yeah. Okay. Number one, essential first day questions. What are your friends like? Okay. I mean, I think most people would answer that like, they're, well, what are people going to say? They're such assholes. Oh, yeah. I hate them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I know a bunch of different kinds of people, but maybe that's the answer. Like, or, I or I don't have very many friends also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? she's, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my friend, they're okay. Um, how do you get on with your parents? I think that's important, although I don't think it's fair to, yeah. uh, I don't think it's really fair to like judge someone based on their parental relationship, honestly. That's, I believe that too, yeah. Yeah. Okay, number three. Uh, do you have a good relationship with your ex? Again, I'm going to stop and just say... No. Not a good question. It's actually don't really talk about the ex. jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't talk about the ex, especially on the first date. Ever. No. Ever. Like, not for a while. Yeah. Uh, she gets into some very funny answers, I promise. I'm just, like, warming up with these bullshit questions. Uh, number four is where um, one of my eyeballs slowly started to leak down because she's saying, I just want to repeat, she says essential, essential first date <laughs> questions. Do not do not even go on a second date until you have gotten the answers to these 20 questions. Number four, what do you think about inclined beds? Now, I'm huh? sorry, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think at that point, I already sent you the link. I'm like, we got to talk Is about this. Is this a sponsored article? Yeah. It, exactly. Seely's Posturepedic. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, this is what she says. I'm thinking, what are inclined beds? I think it's fucking yeah. crazy. What does that mean? Yeah. She goes, I don't want anyone to think I'm crackers. It's English. But yes, I sleep with my bed higher at head level. I've been doing it for years. I feel better for doing it. I just prop my bed up with a couple of books under the legs at the head end. <laughs> it's not even like a, like a remote control. <laughs> okay. She right, literally whatever. props it up. with like, you know what my question would be? What books are you propping your bed up with? That's a better question. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. What books question, do you yeah. feel so shitty about that you're putting them under the yeah. legs of your fucking bed? Okay, wait. Exactly. Okay, number five. This is such a rude question. If any guy asked me this question, I would absolutely snap. Do you have a balanced diet? <laughs> and, and she says, if it's a yes... Let's talk because it means you would probably accept that I eat and live very healthily. Listen, I have to keep reading this. Oh, come on. This is a bit of a okay. deal breaker for me because if a man likes junk and processed food, then long term, we won't be compatible. This is oh, such a okay. fucking anal type A nightmare woman. <laughs> I'm not vegan, but I do enjoy cooking from scratch. She continues. Okay. So instead of carbs, I other. eat quinoa. Yeah. Why do I need to know this about you? How is this helping Quino me on a, a day? Keen was a carb. Keen was a carb. Oh, she said refined carbs. Excuse me. <laughs> I've been on dates with men who seem really intolerant of my lifestyle. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, sure. No yeah. Intolerant of you. You're unbearable and I've not even met you. Okay, number six. Uh, oh, wait. But the reality is I just don't like booze or dairy and haven't for decades. It keeps digging and digging and digging. It's like... She's a woman. She sleeps like a vampire. She has an eating disorder. What's next? Would you like to have children? And then now that's interesting. Wait, you're going to shit because also she's 54. And I think, you know, obviously at a certain age, the question sort of becomes moot. But 
It's funny that she writes that because you would think she's writing it because as a woman, like, you know, you'd want to have children or whatever. Like, do you want kids? Her first yeah. line in it, she goes, because I was, I definitely do not. <laughs> she said, my son for my first marriage is 27. And while I'm blessed to have him in my life, I wouldn't want a man who wanted more children of his own. My age okay. clearly makes this an impossibility. Yeah, we know. And while I'm happy for a potential Mr. Right, it's preferable that they're old enough to have their own lives. She is like the most selfish okay. type right. A, the level of OCD in this list. Okay, number seven, what hobbies do you have? Here are her hobbies. She says, um, it's healthy to like different things, uh, but I'd prefer them to enjoy doing similar things to me when we spend time together, like health events. Walking in nature and salsa dancing. Health events. What is that like? Is that like, that's like a, a colon? I was going to say, do a toilets. Literally, yeah. I thought of the Megan, um, what is the all about the bass girl? You know what I mean? How she had like oh, 10 yeah. toilets. Right. Okay, number eight. Which do you prefer? <laughs> I almost want you to guess why she's asking these questions because it's like, imagine the worst possible human answer to every single question. And that is her, her answer. <laughs> Dan, which do you prefer early or late nights? What do you think she said? Uh, early. If they like late nights, then this wouldn't work as I'm normally in bed by 9 30 PM. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> oh my God. I mean, what does she contribute? Like, is she expecting, her life to not change whatsoever at, at all like, and also yeah some fucking loser p.s if there is a man like this out there yeah. go for it like this actually could work <laughs> i want to write this list too i wish the daily mail would let me write this list except my version which is like yeah. also quite selfish but fun at least <laughs> um nine do you like a lot of contact by phone now i'll tell you something funny about uh, me i do I, I yeah. like to chat on the phone. Guys these days don't do that. I find I actually it, do think that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think her answer is? <laughs> no. If they do like it, it feels too overwhelming for me as I like my own space. <laughs> 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 However, if they don't like much contact either, that's also not ideal. She can't make up her fucking mind. But if they're the type to message and expect a reply within the hour and start bombarding me, I would say this person is too insecure for me. Hilarious. Okay, next. Okay, all right. Yeah. 10, are you affectionate? She says... <laughs> At this point, I will not be. <laughs> who, by the way, who would even feel comfortable touching her? Not to be mean, but it's right. like, she's so precious about herself that I feel yeah. like there's a, a bloodlessness going on in these questions that I'm like, between her clean eating and the health events... I don't know what she's up to. She says, I'm tactile, so PDA are, is important to me. I enjoy having my arms stroked or my back massaged. Okay. 11, what are your worst traits? Oh, my God. And by the way, I know, that we're, I know that we're not supposed to believe in astrology. And actually, our guest, Whitney Cummings, sort of reads me to filth for this. But you know, I sort of do. And she goes, I know I'm impatient. As an Aries, that's a given. You know how much I specifically Aries men hate. And can also be slightly inflexible. That said, I wouldn't want a man moody and controlling. Well, she's right about that. Are you ready? One of the 20 essential questions you should ask a man. I just want to remind people that the headline that roped me into this woman's nightmare life, that now all of a sudden I'm part of her life. Okay, number 12, essential. Are you a fan of natural cosmetics? <laughs> 
Because <laughs> let me tell you something about Jane. She doesn't want artificially perfumed or chemically based products in her home. This is really someone who needs uh, mental, serious help. Yeah. I made a joke Ooh. about me being mentally ill before, but it's like in a fun kind of like relaxed way and not really. This woman <laughs> has real problems. Like this is a real problem. I, I, okay, well, I, okay. Do you, I, I guess if it was something with like heavy perfumes, like an allergy or maybe with an allergy but i also would never even think of a man's cosmetics unless on a first date he like reeked so much of cologne or the opposite had like terrible bo you know and then you're like really what do you do in that case it's kind of a tough one but yeah okay 13 do you love watching tv um this is gonna blow your mind she goes i don't have any streaming services i think there's no bigger turnoff than binge watching (laughs) <laughs> she says while i did enjoy the bbc wim hoff iceman series <laughs> my head hurts i can't remember the last time i watched a film all right i'm gonna scroll ahead 14 is exercise important to you um let me guess with this woman who has a very severe eating disorder if exercise is a point to her she practices qigong outside first thing in the morning can you imagine how much her neighbors hate her? oh that's funny uh what do you feel about finances I mean, um, that's such on a first date. Yeah, they're what, fucking what do you horrible. Feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I always say? Fuck finances. That's like my big thing yeah, on a right. first date. Yeah, I know. Um, Zero money, please. Do you know what she says? She goes, I prefer middle ground. I'm not into labels, but a stingy <laughs> attitude is a turnoff, especially with food. I pay a lot to eat healthy. Are you listening to this? Because it's important to me, I would never cut corners. I buy healthy food and prefer organic. This is the most unbearable person. I don't okay. know if I've ever read something as unbearable. It's it's actually shocking that they would publish this. The Daily Mail. I mean, I mean, it's actually describing a lot of my habits, but it's not like 20 questions that you would... <laughs> yeah, but you're not like... You never bring up organic stuff like that. I never hear you talk about I mean, food like that. I just quietly make my you know, decisions. And... Uh, number 17, <laughs> are you a metrosexual? She's not well, into that. Look, like use your eyeballs. Do you have a pet? She's not into pets. I dated one chap who allowed his into the bedroom and he barked all night. The same goes if we're out enjoying one another's company and they have to go back for the dog. Now, I have to kind of agree with her there. I do find that annoying. I do. I do. Well, yeah okay you know i love dogs yeah i love animals but there are people and please forgive me if you're one of these people but it's about time someone tells you there are people who i use their dog as a crutch obviously to get out of certain things but it's almost like having a baby security blanket with the dog like i just sometimes feel people Mm. i guess you could call it a what do they call it the uh, emotional um Support. Support animals, right? Animal, yeah. Yeah. But I just, there's so many people who either cannot go out without their dog or have to be home by... It's like, I get it. I love animals, but like, please live a little. Uh, Would you like to get married? She... (laughs) First date material, sure. That's first date right off. That's the first question I ask. Yeah. (laughs) The first thing I say... Hi. Oh, hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, so you want to get married or 20? How do you deal with arguments? Can I just say that I don't believe, and Mm. I'm speaking here, uh just via my experiences dating that any man is going to throw himself under the bus with this question. (laughs) And especially given the narcissism of most men who I don't even think realize half the time, a, that they're narcissistic and B that they're fucking assholes. They're not going to answer that question. Honestly, do you really think a guy is going to be like, well, I'm really hot headed actually. And I, you know, what are they going to say? I think that she will know the answer to this question by the time she gets to question 20. Because it's like so, like argument, like That's you'll hilarious. figure it out. Like you've, you've, she's putting you through ten years of like unhappy, <laughs> forced relationship just by like going through all this. 
That is hilarious, honestly. Oh my God. Well, I wish her a lot of luck. I almost want to use these on my next first date. I really do. They're really funny. And we'd actually, if somebody had a good sense of humor, I mean, it's actually kind of iffy, but like you could break those out. What's funny is it is actually a good test of someone's sense of humor. If they get why it's funny to read them at the date, (laughs) I'm going to try this. Actually, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm not just saying it. I I have some things lined up. Let me read the room a little bit and let me see how it works. And maybe I'll I'll bust these questions out because I really think it's funny. Actually, I might get the chance to do that, too. Wait, why don't we both try it on our next first date and like report back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Um, Well, listener, that's our time. I have to go put ice cubes like nine and a half week style down my bra. I'm dying. I'm <laughs> I'm so physically hot. Uh, Dan, I love you. Guys, reminder, please come to our show in London. I'm Please, you can write it off. Does that mean something? Write it off. I would say that. Yeah. Write yeah. it off. It's a work write expense. Um, I'm going to go put foundation on because I'm feeling like I need it. And we're, we have Whitney Cummings. I love Whitney. She's so nice. I just loved listening to her and she's really clever and just great. And here she is. And, uh, that's it. Here's Whitney Cummings. Whitney, first of all, you always look stunning. You're glowing. Let me promote your show, which I watched, your new special. You. Jokes out now on Netflix. It is hilarious. You look stunning in it. Follow her also, obviously, oh. on Twitter, Instagram, at Whitney Cummings. Um, and Thank good you. for you, your podcast, which I'm addicted to the opening chords of it. Like, I feel like it's a part of me. I love you so much because it is a very, I can't listen to it. I'm like, there's something I get like a pan- when people yell at me on the street, they're like, bah, bah, bah. I'm like, what? Like I, this whole <laughs> podcast thing that you've built is so you're so intimate with so many people. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sure which ones. So I'll be like at the grocery store and I'll be like, boo, doo, boo, boo. and I'll be like, and then it's, it's like a horror movie. It's like the clown and Pennywise in the gutter. It's like I, all I pay, I picture the clown in the gutter being like, doo, yeah. doo, doo, doo. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Wait, Whitney, I want to talk to you about everything because, first of all, I always say this. You did my serious show years ago. We had the best time. We had so much fun. And you, years and years ago when I lived in L.A., and I always give you credit, I want to start and to sage the room. You got me my very first writing job in L.A., thanks to you with Kathy Griffin. And anytime your name comes up, you know, there are a lot of comedians who like are assholes, whatever. I always say, like, Whitney's a good girl. Like, she's just nice. And you're sweet and you're funny. And do you think that that's unusual because I think it is. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Is, do I think it's unusual that another comedian, female comedian, is giving me a compliment? Yes. Yeah. This is very unusual. It is. And also got someone a job. No, but seriously, think about it. I know that uh, not with everybody, but you don't even know me. Like I was just some, you know. But, you know, we're comics and you, you know, you can read people's energy very quickly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that for me, like, I don't know, I wouldn't have done stand up if I didn't think women were funny. Oh, no, no, no. Women are funny. I'm saying they're bitches, though, to others. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I just think all these people are funny. And also, like, I don't have to hang out with them all day. When I get when I help someone get a job on a different show, I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. Like, think about it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't have to hang out with you. I still want shows to be funnier. Like, I, I selfishly... You know, I'll say, I'll be like, this girl's really funny. Like her, she can be kind of tough, but whatever. Like, I want to see good, funny shows. Like I want everyone else to win. Cause I think I'm realizing the more I see this really toxic, competitive shit with women in comedy, the more, and I know people talk shit about me and I know people wish ill on me sometimes. I know whether it's for their own need to feel who cares why. Um, And I'm sure I'm not the only person they've ever 
you know, needed to judge to feel better about themselves, whatever. But for me, I'm like, I guess the only solution is that everyone uh, just keeps going so that people learn empirically with like data that they don't need to have the scarcity complex. Like it's not, not everything's between me and you. Like you're living as if I'm taking food out of your mouth every day. You have a way of looking at things that is inspiring me now in a way I just didn't expect because there, what I end up doing in that situation is I cut the person out altogether. Like if I sense any, you know, cancer with a Libra moon, like I don't have patience for it. I'm like, okay, it's over. Uh, but thank you. You know, I only like to surround myself with people who are nice and funny, et cetera. And do that. And also, by the way, just when it comes to like standups, because I'm at three clubs a night, I have to run into these people. That's right. And I, I've had to find a way to go, you know what? I need to gaslight, trick, like figure out a way that this, we can not play nice, but just that we can coexist. So a lot of it's just my recovery of being able to be like, okay, I can stand next to you and we don't have to say anything. We don't have to be like, I like, that's fine, whatever. Um, Or I also, like, we also get to go like the person someone was 10 years ago, like I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. So I also feel like, oh yeah, if you were like, didn't like me back then, like, great, I didn't like me back then. We probably have a lot in common. Yeah. And plus exactly growing. And, you know, I turned 41 this summer. Turning 40 for me at least has been just the best thing to happen to me. Like it is, it's, I don't know what happens to your brain, but it's like an automatic self-esteem boost. Like all the shit that I was concerned about, not everything, but a lot of it is gone. It's just made me like a happier person overall. And I'm wondering, I wonder if our vision is getting worse. Cause the other day I was like, (laughs) I the hottest I've ever been. No, I feel it too. And you look phenomenal. Is my vision going bad? Yes. It's the full glaucoma treatment. And that's what, you know, I just, you look amazing though. You really do. There's filter in my eyeball. It's like a contact lens. Um, Yeah. I just, I think that, you know, the more data you collect that, Mm. you know, nothing matters except for the way we react to situations, because that's going to be our pride. That's going to be our integrity. Like that's what we have to walk away from the situation with, you know, like the better choices I make, the more I like myself and the better life gets. Like I'm just being like, you know what? I'm not going to take the bait on that. You know what? I'm not going to text that person back. Like, you know, like, it's just kind of like, I know how that ends. It's like, you've seen enough movies that you know how they end. Like, you know what? I'm not going to, that person said something shitty about me on, you know, Twitter, whatever. You know what? I know how that ends. Yeah. I can respond. The funniest burn on the planet. And then 19 QAnon incels are going to come after me and call me a cunt. And it's going to ruin my night. And then it's going to make me go, oh, yeah, all these people on social media are t- toxic. It was one person. It's my fault for even responding or listening. You know what I mean? Like, I just am able to see out like what kind of investment to my future self something will be and I can play it out faster and go like, ah, nah. Not worth it. No, don't feed the animals. Yeah, don't get on the dance floor. I learned that lesson in a very difficult way because when I was on The View, and I'm not bringing that up, I never talk about it, even though lately I feel like I have. So maybe that's like my own therapy thing. Um, And I kind of got fucked over with... I love it when people are arguing with someone that's not arguing with them because we all... Well, it's where your trauma is because it's where you're minimizing, rationalizing. You know, when you're like, you know, I was in Florida. I mean, I know I talked about this on stage. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, and that's all your... That's my shit. Everyone's like, to get to the story about the view. Well, I was going to say that when I was, and it's the same idea where if you respond to anything negative about yourself, you're feeding the story. Like you actually are legitimizing all this bullshit. So it's, um, it's a next level. I, say, I call it getting in the mosh pit. It's like a mosh pit. Yeah. Of garbage. Can we just go back a little bit about, cause I'm trying to talk to really smart people that I admire mm. about astrology. Yeah. So you were like, Okay, what was your thing? You just said so-and-so with a so-and-so rising, I can't. Okay, I know only about four signs and it's my sign, parents, 
brother and then the men who always want to date me and the men that I want to date like those are and I know how that kind of connects. I don't know anything about Capricorns, Virgos. Uh What are you? Virgo. Virgo. Because I'm working on this theory and I want to see what you think, which is about that, like astrology, because is astrology is big in England or uh, Europe, not really. Or no, just drinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's. <laughs> <laughs> but do they think you're like nuts talking yes. about astrology? Every because I always bring it up. Well, you know, I, I was in Amsterdam for two months. Now I'm here. I'm like dating a lot. It's been really fun. Love it. I, oh, love it. I never want to come back to America. And that's a real. Oh, why, would you? why would I? Exactly. Um, I own nothing. But I bring it up on dates. And as you know, like straight men don't know shit about it. And they immediately kind of judge you when you mention it like an idiot. And why do you bring it up on dates? Because I'm a dumb fucking asshole. No, I just ask, oh, what are you? You know, it's it's very it's horrible. Her face. You can't say that on date. I think you can say what's your birthday. Well, that's what I do. But then I immediately go, oh, you're a Taurus. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think you <laughs> like, can do that on a first date. No, why? Here's my thing about astrology. I think that there's logic to why everyone is aligned with their signs for the most part. But I think it has to do with your proximity of your birthday to other holidays and the personality you developed based on the attention to other holidays around your birthday or lack thereof. I actually think you're onto something with that because I'm a July baby. And so I never had parties. Middle of summer. Nobody was ever around. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. You're doing summer reading. Summer reading on your birthday. I was in Israel with my nearly dead grandparents in Tel Aviv. Like my mother was smoking on the balcony. I was listening to ABBA tapes. Okay, this was my childhood. And so on my birthday, I'm saying, so as a Cancerian, our bitterness might be born from the fact that socially speaking, we were literally limited from being around other kids. But there's also this bigness, this loudness of like, can I, like, it's hard to like, you didn't have, um, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that you were going to get celebrated. That's right. It wasn't like, you know, it was I like, never I did. have to, yeah. So it's like, I'm September 4th, first day of school, we go. Labor Day weekend. So I was like, literally, it was like first day of school. Like, hi, I'm Whitney. Oh, what's your birthday? Like, today is my birthday. I was like, why didn't you tell us? I'm like, I don't know you. And I just would like <laughs> lie about it. I'd be like, because also September 4th is Beyonce's birthday. So it's, I, I, I guess I have to move mine or I don't know. But um, but then it's like January, December and January people I find, um, you know, when someone's birthday is like December 28th and they just won't stop cheating on you. Yes. And you're just like, dude. Like it's because between December 25th and January 1, it was that's everyone was just like on what was that shit that's in Turkey? Tryptophan. Tryptophan. I thought you meant the country. I was like, I <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Turkey. You're like, Turkey? what the fuck is in Turkey? And like, I mean, I know someone that's January 3rd. It was like, no, there's no money left for you. There's no, that's we just right. have seven parties. We don't have any money left. You're getting a bath bomb from regift from aunt, you know, Sandy. Like I, I'm just working on it. I don't know if there's What is that sign though? Point. What is the sign from December 23rd on? I actually don't know. Aquarius? Capricorn. I have no, Capricorn. Capricorn. No, nothing about him. Isn't that funny? I'm, Capricorns are like Virgos. Like we're all about work, productivity. Um, it's organized. Know, like kind of markers. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like you're cleaning up wrapping paper on your birthday. Like you're putting away the honey baked ham on your birthday. Like, like you're just helping for G Je- it's Jesus's birthday. You're just second fiddle. And it makes sense that you're organized first day of school style, like showing up with your binders and your pens and like ready to make, ready to take notes and be there because you're able. Yes. Super type A Virgos are super type oh. A, but it's like that's when school starts. So it's like, 
I don't know. I'm just like, and then Leo's, everyone's like, Leo's like, that's August when everyone's coming back and partying. I don't know. I just Leo's doesn't make sense that my mother's a Leo. She's absolutely out of her fucking mind. She does not listen to this. And no, there is a thing about, but I'm trying to figure out a way to explain Leo's without it just being like August. Cause every Leo in my life is like an actively destroyed property. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, my mother and I'm the property like destroyed me. <laughs> like genuinely, I'm a, I'm a husk of myself, Whitney. I swear. But an, yeah, endless pit of need, but also just like reckless. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe August was that time as a kid where you were just like so bored. You're reaching. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm, I'm so with you on this, but the Leo one, I can't place. But look, Hold on. Yeah. Flag day is yeah. the eighth. <laughs> what if? Let me see what um, holidays are in August, actually, because there has to be something. My mom is, what sign is your mother? Is a good question. Uh, Capricorn. Okay. So you guys had a lot in common then. Were you very, in a very neat home? No, we were but, born, but then she made sure we did. But I got to say, like, behind you, you've got a lot of knickknacks, which doesn't seem to me the sign of... This is more of a Cancerian thing to have all this shit behind you like that. This is uh, a lot of these things actually cause cancer. Oh, great. This is my podcast. So it's all like just knickknacks and trinkets. Look, this is Joan Rivers, The (gasps) Right to Bear Life. Oh, my God. Of course. Yes. Did you ever work with Joan? You must have. Yeah, I did. Joan's Roast and a bunch of stuff. I just have like a lot of stuff from the 90s. Here's my bottle of CK1. I saw it from back there. I know. I just have like random like trash. Oh my God. Joan was, I met her twice and you couldn't meet her and not walk away with a gift bag. Like she just always had shit on her to give you. It was kind of an amazing gift. Let me ask you a question. What do you feel about Catherine Hahn was going to play her in the Joan Rivers thing? And then I think it's shut down. I think it's not happening. You think it's at the Jew face thing? Because that controversy or no? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I have only met Catherine Hahn once when I met her. The, a nicer person I couldn't imagine. Like she was the but sweetest. No such, there is no such thing. There's no, no such, such thing. thing. She's the loveliest. Her energy is like, now I wonder what sign she is. Now you got me thinking about this holiday thing. I'm like, she's I don't know. classic. I to, I you like fucked with my head now. And by the way, now I'm like going back to all my dates being like, so like, where did they go wrong? I, I am no longer the friend who's not going to tell someone. No, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be wrong. But hold on, if it's the right person, maybe it's fine. Well, no, I don't expect them to like agree. It's just more, it is, you know, you're right. It is a sort of fake witchcraft that it in a way proves that I'm not smart. So many people who do say that are dumb. Yes, yes, yes. But you're not. I know. So you're just getting punished because they don't have enough data on you yet. Yeah, They've only known you for half I'm going to throw an idea out there, which I wish I was more dumb on dates like that. Actually, maybe that's the move for me because I don't want to be too smart. I, I feel, you know, I was having this thought recently where, you know, I, it's always you think to yourself, like you want the funny one you want. There actually was um, an article in The Atlantic. It came out today. I don't know if you saw it about uh, which I've always said this. But, you know, whenever you say you want to meet someone funny, like men want a woman to laugh at their jokes. Women uh, want a man to make them laugh. That's like the sense of humor thing. But when you're a funny woman, it totally throws. Yeah. It's a, it's bullshit. So I actually yeah. wonder if maybe I should come up with my friend and I, and I've said this on the pod before, we used to have a thing um, when we wanted to seem dumb for a very hot guy called What Me Thanks, where anything they ask you, and it doesn't matter what it is. What? Yeah. Me? <laughs> Thanks. Like, doesn't matter what it is. And it works. I... 
have a hot day. I don't yeah. know. I also think the right guy will not give a shit about any of this. Yeah, and if right. you pretend it anyway and attract the wrong person, then you have to pretend the rest of your forever. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you stop pretending in three months and they're like, who's this person? And you're like, I was that person to get you. <laughs> and then they're like, why? And you're like, oh, that was weird. Has that happened to you? Yeah, I think kind of like, I mean, just, I mean, probably not too much recently, but just when I find myself trying too hard or going like, ah, talk less, do this. I'm like, I'm just false advertising. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to like, keep this jig up. Mm. It is exhausting you know? sometimes, isn't it? Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm like totally, I love being alone. I love kicking it. Like I love like my life, but I just am like, I think it's weird because we also wouldn't want guys to do that to us. True. We also wouldn't want guys to be like, let me like, pretend I'm something and not another thing so I can get you like like we find it sometimes it's weird to go like oh if a guy did this I'd be like super weird out so let me just try to be authentic and if he's not into it great that's right but great news tell me now I'd rather know sooner which by the way is the argument to always bring up astrology on the first date see that's what I'm saying though thank you we got full circle okay for guys see I feel like the perfect guy for you would be like okay walk me through yeah Like, you dumb bitch. Leo, yeah. Like just walk. No, it's not. It's like it's not. It's just that on Instagram, there's so much pop mm. bullshit pseudoscience and stuff. So I think there's just an answer. Like if a guy said, like, so my fantasy football team, I'd be like, uh yeah. And then if someone explained it, I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Like football where no one gets concussions. Like, I love that. Sure. That's really great. But like, I think that um, yeah, I, I just try to. I, th- I think it's just it's more interesting if that person has like uh, wants to know about it instead of just like anyway astrology girl that's right well that's I'm also- like and then I'm like what if you have judgments about I mean astrology what do you want to talk about your Catholic religion <laughs> why are you looking Let's at me talk about yeah that. <laughs> have you dated a lot Let's of Catholics something talk about the locust something's happening here because I feel like you're pulling from reality with this Catholic thing you dated a, a- devout catholic mm, probably at some point i don't really yeah know. are you religious at all i know you're spiritual i feel uh, i don't know uh uh that word spiritual is like i don't know why it gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah. all of a sudden now well with the horoscope shit it's like i'm i'm stacking is what's happening i know i'm just at the point in my life where if i don't know what a word means i'll like my brain can't wrap my head around it like i realized <laughs> i was in the i was on this podcast the other day and the person was like so what makes you happy and like what do you think happiness is and i realized i was like oh that word doesn't work for mm. me I'm so sorry. It's just too vague for me. And I, I couldn't like form a th- my OCD is like too intense. And I just was like, happiness to me personally is such a childish word. And there's no way to achieve it if you use that word. Mm. Cause then you're like, ah, such a vague, like I'm not skipping through meadows. If that, like, I think I'm in a good mood today, but you just brought the word happy into it. And I'm thinking about like Winnie the Pooh and I don't, yeah. I'm confused. So like my brain, I need like um, words like I am in a 12 step program called Al-Anon because I grew up in an alcoholic home mm-hmm. and it is a spiritual program where you have a higher power. It does. We say God, it doesn't, it all it means is I, I always tell people like, you don't have to believe in God. You just have to believe that you're not God, mm-hmm. that you're not controlling everything that you can't control other people that you can't change people. You can't stop them from drinking. You can't stop. You know what I mean? So as long as you believe you're not God. So I say like higher power. I like that. I think we all, well, that's like being agnostic, basically, because it's, I'm sort of in the same camp, I mean, in my mind, at least, where I'm like, okay, there is something certainly going on as far as like in the universe. I don't know what it is, but I don't believe it's like written in a book. You know, I think it's something greater than 
we can even I think imagine it's all also maybe. in us like mm. religion is a projection of the things that we need emotionally that we're not being provided because we're scared and life is scary and everyone and there's this big like thing about i think comedians and like religion is stupid religion is fake it's like okay well you're the one that goes to crossfit seven times a day and eats protein <laughs> you have your own religion yes it's got the religion there's a lot of old ones that are bad messaging but like you know it's like you know, there's, there's always going to be some kind of, well, your religion is Joe Rogan, your religion is, you know, this or that. Like, so for me, I think it's classist and elitist to say religion is like dumb. I think everyone just, depending on what you need, you'll make the one that gives you the information that helps you get through this 100%. nightmare. I'm not, anti, you know? I'm not anti-religion um, until I have to like go to a century 21 full of Orthodox Jews. And then I really turn on them. Oh, sorry. Really quick. Would you, how would you feel about Joan Rivers in a biopic and who should play her? And these like Jew face conversations are a bit exhausting. And I say this because like with Mrs. Maisel, which and by the way uh bradley cooper as who as um her manager or something he's playing someone else oh yes 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 i know what you're talking about yeah we talked about this you know I, I, there's so much more to care about i'm at my peak for not giving a shit anymore about almost anything i don't know how to explain it it's like I'm with nihilism. Yeah, yeah. we're like we're we're burning our or spinning our wheels about so much bullshit these days. And then like our minimum wage is 750. You know, so I'm like, well, well, how can I care at all about who the fuck plays Joan Rivers? Who cares? Truth be told, if it's a Jewish woman or not, it's probably not going to be great. Because how can you recreate my issue with things like that? And that's with Maisel and anything comedy related is it's never funny. You can never replicate the magic of the person, you know. But why don't you just hire comedy writers to write the jokes? Why? Still not the same. I don't know. There's still, for me, and maybe it's because... Well, if you have a comedian doing it, what if Sarah Silverman played Joan? That's the only person who could really do it, right? It would have to be someone who has that brilliance, too, because the best actress, they still cannot tap sometimes into that comedy. This Rachel Brosnahan on Maisel, beautiful. She's a good actress. I've never laughed. I've watched that show seriously like Showa. Okay, I sit there. I'm like, is there a joke on the show, Whitney Cummings? I'm asking. And by the way, I interviewed the entire cast and um, they were fine. So I feel free saying this. I don't feel bad about it. But, you know, sometimes I have to like think twice about like what I'm talking shit oh, about. Like by the yeah. time you think about it, that's the thing that people... I like I, I'm with you on this because I do what you're doing right now, which is like, no, I like them. They're nice. Like, yeah, they're nice. If they're listening to this. If you're just fair, no one will care. You know, but when we I think when we start going like, I know I like them, I probably shouldn't say this. That's when if you took it out of context, yeah. it would be like, oh, that sounds bad. Well, that's also my to- worst nightmare is having Tony Shell Hoop turn on me. And I've always said that. So I really don't want to like, you know, once Shell hmm. Hoop turns... Where do you go from there? Tony has, I've, I have, I have released his hold on me. Have you? How did you get mm-hmm. to be so, you're just on a different plane. Even listening to you, I feel like this is free therapy for me and I can't explain why, but like you're so <laughs> quick and I just feel like you're so, I'm going to say this is such a weird dorky thing to say, but like you're so confident about your thoughts. You know what I mean? Like the way you're spitting them out. And I feel like in a way, sometimes when I have comedians on, I'm a little dumber i don't know what happens to me i think i like internally maybe get a little self-conscious this is what it is no it's that we want to hang out yeah and we're at work that's right maybe that is what it is you know what i mean because we should have like hung out first and just been like hey because i have so many we both are just like puppies that want to play in the sandbox we can't get real here is the problem we have to like get answers out for the, yeah. we're like oh the audience wants me <laughs> ask this we're trying to do a job and hang at the same time i mean to be fair like shell hoop was top of mind from the beginning yeah Comedians come on my podcast. I'm like, I, 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 do you want to go hike? <laughs>
ask you about? Um, for a long time, you would text me and it was actually meant for your contractor, Michael. And it started, do you remember this? I would get texts from you and we were, we've really never had a friendship where I'd be like, Whitney, where are you? Like whatever. But I knew about your new window shades. Something didn't fit <laughs> in the house. And I would always write back being like, girl, it's Mishy. Like trying to be funny. <laughs> She's going to kill herself. Like I'm charming. So sorry. No, I just, I do. You know what it is? You're not the first and you won't be the last. Like I've done this too. There's a couple people. So there's someone that is really um, big in Hollywood. Uh, Sarah Schechter is her name. And she runs Berlanti's company. She does the show you, she does flight attendant. She's just like the biggest female producer. And I was working with a PA that was named Sarah Schur. And I would text Sarah Schechter, who runs, you know, the TV business. I'd be like, oh, hey, can we just get two coffees? <laughs> that is hell on earth. She'd be like, uh, do you want me to like Postmates them? I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> but it is a good way to connect with someone who's powerful. Think about it. Like, hey, look, people get me coffee. So uh, what are you working on now? You're getting your hair colored. It's looking great, by the way. I went blonder. Yes. I have to tell you, have you ever gone blonde, blonde? You had a, you had pink for a while, no? You've done colors. I had bleach blonde. I've had everything. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I want to go really blonde. I'm ready to go light. You're not happy. You don't like it. I Here's what I'll say. My experience during the pandemic when it was like, uh, why don't we all just look like clowns who gives, we're all dying yeah. and it's our job to be entertainers. And once we got reduced to one little square on Instagram for someone to stop, I was like, why not? We're entertainers. Every time you see me, I'm a different hair color. I was just trying to employ hair artists over the pandemic to give them, be able to... Um, That's nice. Because they were losing their health insurance, you know? Yeah. So it was just like having a good time. And then my hair was just so destroyed. Mm. Like it was just after a while, it's so much upkeep because there's something about like a woman in childless woman in her late thirties, who's having more fun than you. Yes. People don't like it. Wait, they hate they that. Like, Ooh, let's so, dig deep into this because I feel that energy. Well, keep telling me, but then I want to go back to that. I have a lot of questions. And yeah. if you to keep like bleach blonde, bleach, it, it's a weekly, it's weekly, like weekly maintenance. Wow. So it's also just a lot of work. And like, if you have blue hair and it's perfectly applied and perfectly at the base of your scalp, it's cool. The second it grows out in iota, you're a crackhead. <laughs> people are like asking you to go, like, do you need to go to rehab? Like people think you're like a dangerous person <sighs> on the street. Yeah. So like, I just, like, I just got sick of people thinking I was like on meth and people would check and they'd be like, are you doing okay? And I'm like, do you realize this is a thousand dollars to get this hair yeah, done? And you so think much money. That, like, oh my God. I know it's, a, I'm doing great in life. Like I'm, you know, but everyone thought I was just like on drugs or something. Uh, now let me ask you, have you wanted, and if this is a personal question, you don't have to answer it, but is, did you want children growing up or when you did? Or I, no? I was raised by, um, two aunts that didn't have kids they just had animals oh, wow. and that uh my mom I watched like a her parent and that was hard so I I like never I literally never thought about like we yeah. didn't have young we didn't have babies in the family like we didn't have toddlers around at Thanksgiving like there were just no kids around Same. like yeah. that was just not I don't it's weird to think looking back but like you know, uh, my aunt rescued animals. Like it just every, there's so many people that need it. And then my aunt took me when I needed something, mm. you know? So I guess it's just like, I come from this family. That's like, there's someone out there that are, needs a home. Like in my brain, it's like having your own kid is like buying a dog from a breeder. Like mm. I've always sort of been like, why would I want to replicate my DNA? There's so many, like, I just, I don't, maybe that'll change. 
I have frozen my eggs, but I do feel strongly about adopting like from like the Appalachia region because there's the opioid crisis of babies being addicted to. Oh, no. Uh, and it just drives me nuts. Like it just makes me so mad. And so I'm going to like look into it. But I don't I'm like a one day at a time on this kid's thing. I'm like, I change my mind every day. And when I make this have the same idea more than like a week in a row, then I'll do something about it. I think that's a good way to look at it, because I I never thought about the idea of not having children around because my my nieces were always in a different town. They lived in the panhandle yeah. of Florida. So I never really saw them grow up. And I'm also like, I'm a good aunt in that I buy nice gifts, but I'm a bad uh-huh. aunt in that I hate Tallahassee so much. I can't go. I'm sorry. Like love to those girls and I love them, but I can't go. Uh, you know, it's everyone's different. Like mm-hmm. I just, it's so weird to me. Like as a species where like everyone needs this. I don't know. Like I know. And that's why we're supposed to, you know, it's like everyone needs a childless aunt who's around to be the aunt to mm-hmm. help. Like we're designed to be in tribes where everyone's raising everyone. And this whole thing of like, Oh, if I have a kid, I- I'm the only person that's going to do take care of it. Like, I have to hire help. So now it's like prohibited. Like, I don't want someone raising my kid. Like, I don't know. So it's just, it's kind of like a, I don't know why I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm definitely not going to do anything based out of fear or pressure. Oh God, no, 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 no. And you, for me, it's like, I've never wanted them. I never froze my eggs. I also have like a baby brain though. I think like my, I'm like not fully developed as an adult. So, and maybe that's why I've actually enjoyed 40 because I feel like it's finally where I'm like, okay, I have a job that pays me. Like I can pandemic came. I've, been traveling basically not when uh, people were dying, <laughs> but, uh, you but know. I don't care if you were, um, but also I, yeah, I don't know. I see people with babies in public and they, it's, they, it's, it, they look like fucking shit. Just say it. But also, they it's age. Also like, do you have to take them out? Do you have to take them on a plane at six months? I mean, if they've got, if your grandfather's dying or I just am like, I would, I, I want to do it at a time when I'm done. I've seen everything in the world I want to see. I'm not like going to have a kid and then get a JetBlue Mint. Like, I'm like, I'll stay home for like three years, you know, because I just, I see people just getting like, like Cleveland steamers from their own baby in a airport. I'm just like, I can't, I don't know how you do this. But that's what I'm saying. I think that some people want that. People want that shit, though. A lot of mm. Michelle were very tall bitches. That's it's right. a lot of bending over. I don't think taller women were designed. We're supposed to be like, let me know if you need a peach. <laughs> it's a hunched occupation. It's like me in like a Marriott toilet or something where that the sink is always too low. You know, there's those hotels don't build for tall. Have you been to Amsterdam, by the way? I have a long time ago. Didn't you feel comfortable there? Like and everything is long. Counters are high. It's the first time in my life I felt like, oh, I belong somewhere physically. I didn't feel that because I almost got hit by a biking person uh, once and screamed at, he screamed at me. I guess there's a biking lane that's really dangerous. It's the whole place is a biking lane. All of Amsterdam is one big bike lane. Like they they all ride their bikes. If you like in New York, bike riders are quite aggressive, but here um, pedestrians have no right away in Amsterdam. So they will absolutely run you over. Yeah. I walked out of my hotel to like look for the Anne Frank Museum or something. Yeah. And I just like, yes, and I turned and like, I literally, someone was like, people die of that all the time. And I was like, that was wild. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I couldn't get over it. I got hit by a bike in, in London, I want to say a month and a half ago. And he slammed into my phone and my AirPods. And I let out a noise from my body. You know, you don't know what you're going to sound like when you're in uh, a moment of horror or shock. Like a scream, right. like you just don't know the noise your body's going to make. The one I make is is shocking. He was just riding his bike. But the noise that I made 
um, it sounded like when they unearthed that uh, like Tutankhamen and they said this is what he would sound like if they could like re reinstate his vocal cords. I'm not going to do it here, but it's, you know, that noise like that went viral of that. Oh my God, is that online somewhere? That's hilarious. Yes, I'll find it for you. What if he's just like a Mickey Mouse? Like, hi, I'm Tutankhamen. <laughs> like it's like a baby voice. Or like a super gay guy. He's like, hello, I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap me back up. I hate it here. More like queen time <laughs> Um, Wait, your special jokes I watched. Your stage presence in it is uh, something to really take in. Like you just own that stage. It's so wonderful to witness. Uh, where did you film it? Tell me about it. Tell people to watch it. I don't know. I just want people to watch your special. I really I thought it was you. funny. I got to tell you, like from the moment it starts, it doesn't stop. You're hilarious in it. It's great. And I feel like you have this thing that I wish like you're so physically free on stage. Like I would not get into a doggy style position on stage. Like I wouldn't do it, but you were happy to do it. And I really respect that way. You were happy to do yeah. it. <laughs> I think that I just found myself very disillusioned with in comedy, this whole thing where comedians now like have to get on stage and not tell jokes and like lecture. I know lecture people how to vote or like, Oh my God, it's exhausting. Whitney, I I'm so happy to hear you say this. I'm just saying, do I have to talk about getting raped in my special? Like, can I just do comedy without politics, without lecturing people on how to vote without like, you know? And so, um, so it's just called jokes and it's 60 minutes of just jokes. I did like 70 cities on the tour and anytime no one wanted to hear about COVID. No one wanted to hear about politics. People just wanted to laugh and forget, you know, and I think people are like, so let's talk about masks. And everyone's like, oh, Jesus, God. man. <laughs> like, I really went out of my way to make a special that was just nonstop jokes, super high jokes per minute, zero self-indulgence. Because also it's like you're competing with people watching one minute clips of any special they want whenever they want on Instagram and Twitter. So we have to start changing the way we make specials to accommodate everyone's shorter attention span. Or if we, if you start like hanging out, really enjoying an applause break that no one at home needs to watch, like they're going to change the channel, you know, I just try to make it like... You know, and then also I had been doing uh, a lot of those jokes I was doing outside during the pandemic for cars. So it had to be something that was funny, like 500 like yards away. So I started doing like way more physical stuff. You were full Roberto Benigni mode. I mean, you didn't stop. I was like (laughs) climbing over the audience. But I'm so happy to hear you say the thing about jokes because... You know, I'm let me just say, like, I've never gone on the road. I don't think I'm built for it. I I just don't think I would handle it well. My personality of just hotels and I'm lazy. It really boils down to my laziness. I know that, okay. you know, it's uh, like that. when people know things about themselves. That's a life hack. To be like, I just yeah. Got it. It was very hard in this like alternative, I'm air quoting here, but kind of comedy yeah. scene sometimes to not be like, I you don't mean know. Alternative to comedy? Yeah. Like to get out there, you know, I'm dorky. So I want to go out. I had a piano player when I did perform, which was like once a month, I would have a big show. I would sing. I mean, I'm a nightmare yeah. person, but it was a really big I love that. production. No, I love that. But, you know, I put a sequin on, I would have a piano player in a much different way than her because I wasn't writing really like songs in that way. But it was a performance. And I always felt like in... You know, obviously in storytelling and joke telling, but I always felt a little self-conscious because it was so performy. It was so like musical theater in a way. And I never felt like a cool comic because that is essentially who I am as a very dorky, singy, performy person, you know? Yeah, I think everyone feels that way. You know, I think that like, I don't know why comedians did this to ourselves because it's like we were the weirdos that never fit into a box yeah. and then we found comedy and then we went like, why do you do comedy that way? That's the thing with comedy is like, if I want to conform and be just like everyone else, I would have gone to law school or done whatever the fucking robots exactly. do. I, I wouldn't. No. But do you know what I mean? Yes, so it's like, yes. 
But I think that we're sensitive and other people, you know, get competitive. And sometimes we just, you know, because the idea is to be unlike anyone else. If someone comes up to me after a show and is like, oh, you know who you're like so-and-so? And And I'm like, bummer. Like the idea (laughs) is that you watch my show and you think of no one. Right. You're like, this is, I don't even know who to compare you to because you're so, because it's also ultimately just like a bravery contest, you know? And I think that like, to me, I haven't had a good show until I'm embarrassed. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Until I've done something where I'm like, okay, I have no idea how to get out of this. This is so, I am the dumbest person. Like I've got to figure out, like, I hate myself. Like, this is so weird. Who do I think I am? Like, I think that's usually when I push myself into a place of embarrassment. And like, that's what people want to see. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, Trixie Mattel. I'm Katia, seeing Trixie dra- tomorrow. Trixie's also in London. Trixie was on and Trixie was like, people come to drag to see delusional bravery. Mm. That's smart. And delusional. Right. Yes. What's more fun than watching someone that is having so much fun and you're just like that you're like, so to me, every time I go on stage, I'm like, how can I be even more delusional? Mm. Like, how can I more delusional to think in a million years that I can talk about trans people for 25 minutes in this day and age? That's right. And it's like, so it's just like I did the other night. I had like a new 25 minutes. I'm like, I was like, this is never gonna, but you just put yourself in a situation that's humiliating. And then you just very beautiful. Yeah. to Stick the landing. You know, I think that. That's a great entertainer. Mm. You should be like, that was scary. Like, it's like, we're like evil Knievel with our feelings. That's beautiful. I actually think drag queens can get away with a lot more than most people on stage. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. She's a woman. I'm just like, I'm going to humiliate myself. Like, so you got your, whatever you're thinking about me, I'm old, I'm unfuckable. You don't like me. You're like, guess what? Like, neither do I. I hate (laughs) you. Also, nobody thinks that about you. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, sure. you're just like, I, who knows what you're thinking, what I'm thinking. It's all just like, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting off of your face in the front row. I'm deciding you hate me. Oh uh, yeah. I miss that. Oh, you're making me want to get on stage. What you're saying, the projection, the audience work is so much fun. They're just like, they just laugh. They don't care. No, I know. Just, like be, you know, like fart, anything, <laughs> make us laugh. It's the name of your next special, Fart Anything. Such a great movie. Fart Anything, one of your best works, Whitney Cummings. I want to say something about you. You are genuinely the most exciting person to talk to. Like, I feel like you should have, I know you have your podcast, but you have like therapy levels. Maybe all the therapy you've gone to is really starting to, yeah, don't get it on your hands. It's starting to like... I don't know. You just make so much sense listening to you. It's very refreshing. It makes me feel less crazy, I guess, is what I want to say. Because it's nice. Yeah. Talk more. I would love that. Um, Let's do a Zoom with Michael, your contractor. Also, I want to see the house. You have to get me in. Yes. Yes. Are you in the state ever anymore? No, no, no. no. I'm in London. No, no, no. We're in London. My brother's in Clapham. I'm going to be out there uh, next. Does he? What does he do here? He works at a bank called Nomura. Oh, Japanese? Japanese. Yeah, I could tell. He's really fancy. That's exciting. Uh, I'm an angel. Have you ever been here? Like Islington? (gasps) The best. Okay, you have to come visit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So cute. Uh, This whole town is so, it's adorable. I would live there maybe maybe down the line. I just have to get my animals there and they don't let pit bulls in. Oh, ignorant. Um, Whitney Cummings is just my guru. I love her so much. I knew you'd be I fun. You. I really like adore you. I really want to be friends. Fun. I know I'll text you after I this. I think here's what it is. You and I also, um, maybe you'll pick back up here. Maybe you won't, but like you and I also have navigated a similar, like really piranha infested waters. And I think the first time I met you, we felt this kinship of like, <gasps> you've seen what I see. Like you see what I yes. see, right? Like we don't, that you saw that I saw that happened, right? I'm not crazy. You have like, a good memory. I, think- I remember we were sitting on a cushion. I want to say by a fireplace somewhere. I don't remember where we were. 
But I remember meeting you and you were like just an angel. It's definitely not a fireplace. Uh, okay. We were sitting in front of Definitely a serious FM, but okay. No, 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 because I met you in LA at one point. That's where we did meet. in Midtown. <laughs> oh. We met in LA a hundred years ago. That's when the Kathy thing. It wasn't thing. a fireplace. It was a brush fire. That's hilarious. Yeah. La Cañada. We were at the Home Goods in La Cañada. All right. <laughs> Whitney Cummings. Uh, follow her at Whitney Cummings. Check in more. We just have to check. We just, women have to talk to each other. I'm going to text you and Do it. don't text back. It's fine. But I would like to be friends. When you come to London, we're going to hang out. I know so many fun spots also. Mm, I'm excited. Uh, watch Whitney's special jokes. It's on Netflix. I'm not even saying it as a polite thing. Like, watch her special. I really enjoyed it. I sometimes have a fear when I sit down for anybody's comedy specials. I know you know, know this feeling. Know. Where I think I'm lying. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you want it to be funny. You're like, I hope it. And it was funny. And I thought, thank fucking God it's funny. Because otherwise... How am I going to do we this? Lie so much, we lie so much that by the time we're saying it for real, we're like, are you going to believe me? Like, I, and then we end up going, I actually loved it. Like, I, I really did. No. Think, and then you're like, no. I, how many people do you lie to about this? Because then you're trying to be like, no, like, but seriously, I actually thought it was funny. Like, not, no bullshit. No, no bullshit. This was the one. All the other projects people promote genuinely hate, but this was the one I loved. Jokes on Netflix. (laughs) By the way, love the hair. You look fab, even with all the dye in. Whitney, I adore you. you. And I got um, extension. So I'm like... I was wondering what was going on there. Yeah, looks good. I stand with Ukraine, but I stand with Russian hair extensions. Okay, we'll leave that in. Whitney Cummings... Thank you. Listen, we'll talk I soon. I love you, Michelle. Adore you. Thank you, Whitney. We'll talk later. FaceTime me from lunch or something. Ooh, anytime. I will. I'll text you with Cap. My friend. Be my friend. I will, Whitney. Adore you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.